everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I'm Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Bright suns. Bright suns. What's going on, cuz? Oh, boy. Chilling. Working. Living. Doing all the good stuff. Doing all <laughs> the good things. We had really nice weather this uh, past week. Changes everything. Yeah, and then uh, I look at the weather for this coming up week, 40. and it's like 40, <laughs> 50. Thanks, Michigan. Thanks for being, stay, stay cool, Michigan, stay cool. Well, yeah, we are here to talk about, as always, Mandalorian. We're doing our recaps of episode six and seven. We're doing a two for kids, so buckle up. This could be a long one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, don't want to say how I didn't, uh, you know, tell Andrew before. Oh, this should be under an hour. Nope. Didn't do that because <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to be because there's a lot to discuss in both episodes. So I can't wait to talk about it. Before we do all that fun stuff, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive in, into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV, series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. All right, Ange. Wow. Last two episodes, very different uh, styles, very different storytelling. Very different. But we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all. So let's let's just jump into chapter twenty-two, episode six. Guns for Hire. This was the Bryce Dallas Howard directed episode. And obviously the writers were John Favreau. Uh, obviously inspired by George Lucas. So let's just jump into this one. This was a very divisive episode. It was. In, this, in, in the fandom. So let's just, again, as we always do, Ange, thoughts, feelings. I know when you and I watched it, you did text me. So I want to know, you know, you said you had to do another viewing. Let's start with initial thoughts, feelings, set the scene. What do you got? Let's talk about it. Uh, oh. <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with Plaza 19. It had nothing to do with Lizzo, Jack Black, uh, Christopher Lloyd or the cameos had nothing to do with any of that stuff. Um, and if I tell you this, Lauren, you'll never be able to unsee it. So are you ready? Are <laughs> okay. you ready? All right, go ahead. When Bo and Din go to talk with the privateer Mandalorians and they're all sitting around, right? It looks like they're tailgating for a Dave Matthews band concert. And I can't. <laughs> And I can't unsee it. <laughs> I think someone's barbecuing. They're drinking some ale. I Dude, did you see two people are playing catch? Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I was I like, it. what is going on? It was like the worst setup I've ever seen. I was like. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What else you get? So that like that like put me in a mood. It took me out completely. And then 
the dark saber Were you returned okay? to bow. Were you okay up to that point? Yeah, I was okay. having a lot of fun up okay. until that okay. point. I felt like it was like a cop show. I loved the dynamic of of Bo and Din. It was very good cop, bad cop, very law and order. Uh, you know, CSI. They even went to a forensic place. Like it was awesome. I it loved was it. Scooby Doo meets Law and Order slash CSI. I loved it. I, I loved it. My dog yeah. is scratching at the door. But anyway. <laughs> So yeah, go ahead. What else you got? So you get to that point now. I get to that point and I was like, why are they tailgating? Why are we just handing off the Darksaber again? Why are we accepting it? All that good stuff. Why doesn't Din have the Darksaber anymore? I wanted him to learn how to use it. And I was like, I need a couple viewings. And a couple viewings helped me out. I really liked this episode. I think it was fun. Um, I had Lizzo stuck in my head the rest of the day. Yeah, as yeah, we yeah. all did as we all did yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. i mean you put those two together lizzo and jack black jack black was so freaking good i mean it was a perfect like pairing honestly like you couldn't have put two people like that was it was just that was perfect like to do and that. when when she was with Grogu, it was so genuine because you know how much she loves Grogu. In real so, life, right. We're in real, real life. Yeah, so it fan. was so fun. So fun. Yeah, and she got to hold it. Like, she got to hold the child, which was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for me, overall, I, I, I enjoyed it, honestly. I, It was a fun ride, just like you said. It was Buddy Cop. It was Law and Order meet CSI meet Scooby Doo. Like I was here for it all, man. I don't care. I know people were complaining about cameos at you know. I'm like I people's don't care. acting abilities. Like come on, dude. Like relax. First of all, it's Star Wars. First of all, Star Wars. Second of all, so you're okay with like all those other cameos? Like Daniel Craig's a stormtrooper, right? right. One of the princes was possibly in there. Uh, Tom Hardy. I think his scene got deleted, but he was a stormtrooper. You guys, NSYNC was supposed to be in The Phantom Menace. Do you guys realize that? We were so close. We were that close to having them in Star Wars. Oh, my God. But what your B- line is Lizzo and Jack Black? What if BTS shows up in Ahsoka? I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't care. God, I don't care about the cameos. If I it takes either. you out, it takes you out. And that's fine. The you tailgating know? took me out. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, it was kind of just a, a setup. Like, it was, it was just a weird setup. It, it, for what it's worth, whatever. Like, I mean, to me, it didn't bother me as much. But I see what you're seeing, though. Like, I totally get it. Like, it was like a, like a big family barbecue or something like it was yeah. kind of like out there. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like, I don't, I see what you're seeing a hundred percent. It just didn't bother me as much, but yeah, I mean, I love this. The whole like droid, the droid thing of it all was great. The droid bar was outstanding. Yes. The, the blood rate, the blade runner, uh, blade runner, like running through the streets and all that. Like it all gave good. It was like um, Attack of the Clones, too, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are running through course. Like, I I liked it. I liked it. And we'll, we'll obviously talk about, you know, a lot of the deeper stuff. But, yeah, for me, 
cameos were great. I mean, you got Christopher Lloyd, who, you know, again, there was a rumor that he was, he was going to be in this um, season. And obviously people were trying to speculate who it was. And I loved his character. It was like a separatist, like, you know, believer in a, like, Dooku man. Count, like, I loved it. <laughs> Count Dooku was a visionary. I loved that. Right. So like, there's a lot of fun. Again. If you don't understand how, for me, and maybe Ange, I don't know if you felt this way, this was the closest to George Lucas, Star Wars, what the sequel trilogy would be about. It is. This is how weird. I think so, too. This yeah. is, is be weird. It'd be wacky. It would be fun. This is what it would have been like, kids. So if you can't stand this. Dear Lord, I would have. I don't even want to know what if George would have did his sequels. Like, guys, it's Star Wars is supposed to be fun, man. Again, you had Han Solo in A New Hope running after stormtroopers, yelling, acting like like it. It makes no sense, guys. It's it's Star Wars. It's not supposed to be that serious. You're supposed to have fun with it. Again, I get if this wasn't your jam, it wasn't your jam, and that's fine. That's completely fine. But don't say, oh, the acting was terrible. Like, that. that's where I get, like, a little, bro, come on, like, slow down. Like, if you didn't like how the, like, how the story went, like, you, we went from A and to get to B, we did, like, a whole, like, loop-de-loop roller coaster. Okay, I get that. And that's fair and valid. I get it. But for me, Ange, I don't know about you, like, I, that stuff doesn't bother me. Like, it just doesn't bother me dude like i just have fun with it it doesn't bother me but sometimes it takes me a minute to like get comfortable with fair, it fair and like someone had described <clears throat> that episode as an snl a bad snl skit and i don't I, like, like that but, but that's i didn't me. like it either but i could understand the feeling fair. of that like when you're watching a bad snl skit and you're like god i don't am i supposed to find Cringe. this funny am yeah, i supposed I to like this i don't get it but like Luckily, we are in the business of of analyzing these episodes and, and talking about them. And it's part of the way we just in, enjoy Star Wars. So we do multiple watches and we start to see things we didn't see in the first watch. And I'm not telling people that I think you need to watch the show a couple times to like it. But I'm just saying, I think maybe some of the prejudices you have against it, like, I don't know, need another visit. Or, or it's, it's very... It's surface level stuff. I feel that. Do I think? Do I think Lizzo deserves an Emmy? No, but that's not the point of her character. She doesn't no. win an Emmy or whatever. Like no, Jack Black. I, right. I loved her being there. Right. That's the whole point of it. They're Star Wars fans, and for people to be like, "Oh, looks like the bullies are taking over Star." Do you do you guys not know like Lizzo's backstory? Do you not know Jack Black? probably you know what i'm saying like that that just blows my mind when people say stuff like that so again discourse is a discourse star wars twitter all the time and that's fine like i said you don't have to love this episode and if you have like again i understand if you felt like the pacing how the story was you know portrayed i get it okay that's fine we can have a conversation about that but don't tell me that oh the cameos, this and that. Like, that's that's you just having your own little prejudice, in my opinion. Sorry. 
that you you just can't let Star Wars be fun. And I think it's up to people. What is your like? And I tweeted this like when this episode came out. It all comes down to what's your level of how silly Star Wars can get for you. Bottom line. Yeah. Or it's like people want it placed like, okay, when you get to episode six, I think people are expecting like the beginning of the climax. And so when it becomes silly in those, in that area, the people are like, come on, like enough. Right. So it's, but if you do it in the beginning, people are like, oh, come on. Like we're going to, we're going to start the show like this. So this show has no plot. You know what? I um I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. It it just boggles my mind cuz again, for me, it it's it played out like a Clone Wars episode and I know a lot of people have said that. Yeah, it did. It was a literal cop show. It was so good. It was a literal it was a literal Star Wars cop show. Nothing wrong with that. But I will say this too. I said this to my mom. There's something about Bryce Dallas Howard's episodes where at first I'm not all in. And I swear to God, the one when where they were on that area with Cara Dune and those villagers, the first time I watched that one, something was off about it for me. And then the one where they're on Trask, I re and I was like, something just feels off. What is this off feeling I'm just not getting? And and I got the exact same feeling again. And when her name popped up, I was like, makes total sense. I always feel this way when I first watch one of her shows. And I don't get what that is. But eventually, I'm like, this is smooth. This is perfect. This is, I love this. Like, I rewatched the one from Trask the other day. And I was like, why did I even have a problem with this? So I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, again, maybe it's just, I think a lot of it, and you and I have talked about this. We We talk about it all the time on here. When we, when you and I first watch anything new Star Wars, like it's just how how we take it in. Like we are just so like, ah, images, what's going on? Like, I get it. Like I, I definitely get that. So again, I get people's having problems with this. I'm not saying that they're not valid, but I, what I get upset about is okay. What what is your issue if it's not? you know, the st- how the story was written or how it played out. Okay, I get it. Like, yeah, we can have that conversation. But if you're like, oh, Lizzo and, and Jack Black, why? That's stupid. Star Wars, is, Star Wars is dead. Like, get out of here, dude. Like, get, get out of here with your theories. Like, just move on. Go. I mean, again, not every Star Wars thing has to hit for everybody. And it's not going to. And that's okay. That's part of it, too, for me, anyway. Like, I love it when people are like, this is not my kind of Star Wars, but I really appreciated what it did for X, Y, Z. Right? Like. Right. Just... <laughs> it makes no sense. It's simple. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But again, so to let's go dive deep into this buddy cop episode. Again, the main thing. Again, yeah. It, we do a whole A, do a big roller coaster ride to get the B. But I had a heck of a time on the roller coaster ride. So, you know, the, the main thing is that obviously they go to uh, this new planet and it was called Pleasure 19. Pleasure 19. Is it 19 or 15? 15. No, it was play, uh, 15. 15. I just want to say something real quick about the intro with the corn and the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I was re-watching a bunch of different Mando episodes, and that prince, the Moncala prince, was on a puck in season one. Oh, really? I didn't pick yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Ooh, that's a good pick. Nice one. It was. Huh. I don't even know if I've seen anybody talk about that. That's a good one. That's a really mm-hmm. good one. And, right and- after uh, Mando got turned Grogo into the... Um, Werner Herzog right after he oh, turned he, Grogu the... in and he went back to grief and he had all he, he had his new drip he was in all his new best car and he and grief came gave him a new puck and that guy came up and he was like oh I'm on it was a prince it's, it's, oh yeah God. that's a good catch that's a real good catch that's a real good catch and that guy the actor under that whole suit was uh Harry Holland Tom Holland's really? brother yeah nice <laughs> i know i love that too that's good that's stuff. so cool yeah but no, that was a fun little again a fun little scene it, it shows was. you like again the covert well not the covert but the um bo-katan's team taking over that fleet and what they're doing it like she said earlier in this episode uh, earlier in the season they're mercenaries they're doing jobs this is one of the jobs so it's cool to kind of, again, you get caught up real quick. That's all you needed. You didn't need anything more than that, right? Works for me. Then we go to Plaza 15, which is like people have compared it to, and I, I kind of agree. It's like Disney come to life, like Epcot. Like it would had that kind of I would live there. Vibe. It was cool to me. I liked it. I didn't have any I problem liked with it. it. I, it was, I think the... The moment I knew this this was gonna be like a a wild ride was when that kind of music came on and when they were being hailed. Like at first I was like, is someone's cell phone like Nokia cell phone going off? But it was literally like the show, and I was like, oh okay, we're in for it now. This yeah, is- I was like, what is that? Right, I'm like, this is gonna be fun. Like here we go, here we go. I'm in, I'm in. But I mean, really, though, so the whole episode. Really boils down to Din and Bo trying to figure out why these droids are going haywire in this planet because they have all been repurposed, repurposed to help out the 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 people of this planet, and they are repurposed battle droids, BD droid, um, B one droids, like all like ex Imperial droids, so. It's very interesting, and you find out because of Jack Black's character that he was ex-imperial, but he went through the that pro uh, the amnesty program. I love how he said program too. Just real quick, Jack Black program, program, program. I loved it. I loved it. And you know, it you get this whole lot like this big kind of story of like these droids because of Christopher Lloyd's character. He was trying to make them obviously do do these things because he didn't like the bombardier. He didn't like what was going on and what he made the planet into. So he turned some of these droids through the 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 whatever they were taking. It starts with the the letter uh, N. I'm drawing the blank on the name, but no. the stuff that they were getting in the droid bar. I can't remember right now. I'm Starts with an N, yeah. All I know is that it had um, nanodroids. Right. In it. So it had nanodroids that Christopher Lloyd, like, you know, put into these droids. 
Nepenthe. Nepenthe. Thank you. Nepenthe. So I love that moment, though, once they go to that bar and that one droid's like, listen, we want to help you. Like, this is if if you if this doesn't get figured out, then we all get basically go back to the New Republic and we probably get destroyed because we're ex-Imperial. So this is our second chance. So again, a really deep droid like storyline and i was here for it so Ange, talk to me about that storyline how did you feel about it it was a wild ride for it but i was here for it so what, what do you got yeah i liked um i wrote down that one moment when when bo tells din like their behavior is programmed she was like all they do is reason like they're gonna try to reason with you it's fine um it was just pretty good moment i like the ugnats as well too um because the droid smiths and they uh take uh honor in what they do and then bringing back din's interaction with quill was really great and to hear i have spoken again was yeah awesome. that was really great that was really really great really awesome and it it just brings that human element right back to the droids again um so I, I, you know, it was just a very small theme of in within this episode, but it, if you rewatch or really try to sit back and think it over, it, it boils down to like, are we, you know, trying to live like the proper way? And are we putting aside like all of our differences and, it was so funny how Christopher Lloyd was like never happy, no, dependent no ma- no matter what rule he was under, Republic, Empire, New Republic, um, there was always going to be some sort of issue, and then him causing the havoc within his society. Now it was all very um, the temperature of of today's society. So it was it was a good fun episode that had some heavy themes sprinkled in. Yeah deep theme again i mean droid rights right i mean we there's a lot of you know a lot of rights uh, again like you're saying in t- in our today world that are you know being effect uh effective affected uh in many different ways for many different communities and groups and this is just again star wars kind of spotlighting it but in their own way and it worked for me i loved it i mean and you love to see these droids you know, again, show that they wanted to help. And then it, it's it's so interesting that Christopher Lloyd's character, being a separatist, of course he would want to program the droids because that's what they used, right? They used the battle the, the battle droids, the B-1 droids. Like, they used all of them. So, yeah, of course he would program them to do what they were meant to do, you know? And even though small, that small little interaction with Bo and Din when they go to the docks with that... uh b1 droid and just hearing the voice of a love hearing the voices i think it's by matthew wood it does the b1 voice uh i believe and it's just so good like it's just it's again it's fun it's it's comical but not over the top for me you know like it's just it and it felt again it felt star wars to me as far as seeing those you know the the B1 droid and just hearing the voice. And then though, I mean, when you go and see the footage of what, of why, you know, of why they were worried, the, the Duchess and, you know, Bombardier, 
And when Christopher Lloyd shows the footage to Bo and Din and all those different droids were doing all this stuff. And the last one was that chef droid. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was, again, it was Star Wars. It's Star Wars being funny. But, yeah, obviously serious. I loved it. Like, I, I had no problems with this whole storyline at all. Like, I loved it. Anything else uh, about the, the, the droid uh, storyline of it all, Ange, that you wanted to uh, mention or talk about? Just some pretty cool shots. You know, the chase, um, when they catch the droid in the in the city area, when it gets roped off by those other droids. I love that. Some pretty cool stuff visually that I really liked. Um, so this, yeah. this beautiful episode. Yeah, visually, I love this episode, too. Like, mm-hmm. again, it had a lot of different flavors. Some- it really did. Some familiar, right? Like we were talking about, like uh, Attack of the Clones, right? With Obi and Anakin running through Coruscant. Again, it had uh, Blade Runner vibes. So you had some really cool um, different vibes in this episode, and I, I was here for it. I liked when they first, um, when Bo and Din first got there and met uh, the Duchess and, um, what's his name? Bombardier. Bombardier. Mm-hmm. And just you know the high society people sitting around and all of that is just like really cool to witness as well to the setup and how detailed it is it was really i liked it so here's my question to you too and so obviously we we know din's issue with droids and if you know through this through this whole series he has gotten better was that something that you had to get adjusted to? Because I actually was, I understood, and I was okay with why he got, like, upset and, you know, didn't like, you know, didn't like having to deal with droids again. I get it, even though, like, he, you know, he trusts, eight, you know, IG-11, you know, but I, I was not, I know some people might have had, like, an issue with that. Like, wait, I thought he was, like, cool with droids. It made sense to me because I feel for me, it felt like it hit it. Those those specific droids hit harder for him. I think that's why he was kind of upset. What are your thoughts on that kind of uh, that whole situation? Were you okay with it? Did you struggle with it? What do you got? Yeah, I didn't struggle with it. I did see that opinion online a little bit. People saying like it just seemed like his character regressed a little bit. But I think he was just in a mood. And, uh, I mean, it was, and it was <laughs> when they go into that droid bar and, uh, Bo's trying to have like a conversation with, with the bartender and he just like picks up that spark thing. And he was like, listen, it, I didn't think it was just the good, the good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was just cause, oh, he hates droids. That's why he's behaving that way. I think he just wants to move through whatever they're doing and figure this out. Um, and then, yes, I do feel like when he sees battle droids and B1 droids, that's a little bit more problematic for him because of his past. But I think overall, he's cool with droids. I mean, I didn't think like this shows you again that he he's not in episode one, season one of of how he feels about droids. No, I agree. I think this was just a an a incident where because of the type of droids they were dealing with, Again, probably hits a lot, hits home a lot for him. Like you're saying, like it, it brings back those memories of his family, what his village went through, you know. So yeah, I mean, you can understand why he, you know, starts kicking those 
battle droids to see which one would like flinch or whatever. You get it. And why he's so upset, you know, about, you know, what, what's going on. You understand it. You understand it. Any, um, you know, besides, you know, Din, I, I loved Bo. Her like detective, detective Bo. I loved it. Like, detective was so Bo good. was so good. I loved it. She it was so good. She she played it so well. Uh, Katie Sackoff, and it just looked like they had a lot of fun. Like she had fun. Just looked like the, it was it was like a fun like episode to shoot. Obviously with Bryce Dallas Howard, how probably how probably you know how could you not? But to have like Christopher Floyd, to have Jack, and to have Lizzo, like that must have been so fun on set. And, you know, there is, um, I think it was, I don't know whose Instagram, I might have been Lizzo's, where she was showing some videos of her and, you know, Jack Black, like, you know, behind the scenes, having fun, like, and people were getting upset about that, like, it's so stupid, anyway. But it, it, that just shows, again, how how excited these people are about being on Star Wars, you know? But, again, for, for Katie, for to, to bring it back to Bo, I loved how she, you know, again... At first, she you know she was annoyed, but then she got down to business, right? Just like Bo does. So it was a very, very like Bo thing to be like, all right, well, let's to her, for her to be the good cop, right? And I liked her little journey. This was this was fun, and we get to that part where she gets the dark saber at the end. So let's talk about that. Thoughts, feelings on the whole dark saber of it all. Are you okay with it? Well, even before that, let's let's talk about the fight between her and Axe. I loved it. I love seeing Mando's fight. What was your thoughts on the on the whole fight sequence? It was mid. Mid? Okay, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. What what was what was it that was it because of the whole introduction of it? Like it was. It was because okay. it, it took they you were out in the middle of the tailgate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was mid. No, that's fair. No, I get it. I get it. That's fair. I mean, again, it without you know, without that uh setting, do you think it would have been felt different? Yeah, probably. It was just the setting. It's like cuz there was nothing like dynamic about it for them to like get up on or like, you know, it was just like they were in a like parking a proper, lot. Right, yeah. like a proper duel like they were um, It was weird. Like role playing in a park or something. I, I mean, some it. of the moves were pretty cool with the flamethrower and the shield, and I liked all of that. That was all really cool, and I love that she kicked his ass. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, yeah. she yeah. she took care of him pretty quickly, so I I did like that part. Um, there are a couple things. My theories and speculations for next week have gone crazy and there are a couple of lines that were exchanged like during that whole time that make me not really sure what's going on with either of them so um i'll leave that towards the end of this episode but it was it was just all right and then again i have a problem with the dark saber transferring over to bow it's the same almost like the you know because sabine Ren from Rebels had the Darksaber and passed it over to Bo-Katan in Rebels because she believed that Bo-Katan is the true leader of Mandalore, rightfully so. But when that happened, it created division between all the clans because it needs to be one in combat per whatever one faction believes. 
So now to just do this again, I was like, oh, we're really going to do this again? Like, and then the story of I was captured, this creature took it from me, she slayed the creature, therefore this is rightfully hers. I didn't like that, to be honest, because I don't, I, I meant to rewatch that episode because I don't feel like the creature took it from din and i don't really want to be picky like this and be one of those fans like he didn't really take it from him but he didn't he lost it it's a little bit different so i wasn't a fan of that and i also wanted to see din keep it and use it and i just wanted them in that moment to be like this thing is stupid like it's a weapon and it's a a visual for what we believe in and it's something that has history but it doesn't rightfully claim who's the leader of mandalore that's what i was hoping for and we didn't get that instead we're just passing it along and saying yeah you're the leader now so i don't know it i just wasn't a fan of it but i don't mind it no that's fair i i was i was on board with it so i mean again the, the whole fight for me was cool I love the the jetpacks being used, flamethrowers, just like you were saying, Ange. Like it was cool visuals. I mean, when she was falling off, when they got on top of one of the ships, falling off, she puts like the um, rope around them or whatever. That was cool visuals. And yeah, she kicked his ass, and that was perfect because she should. She is a better fighter than Axe, 100%. But the whole, the whole passing the dark saber thing, I was totally, I, w- I was okay with it from the jump. I, I really was. And here's why, for me. A, he's not wrong. Is it a technicality? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm not saying, like, this is a clean, like, pass off. But it works for me in that respect because, A, for me, Din has never wanted that sword to begin with. It is a burden to him. And that's why he can't wield it, because it's a burden. That's why it's so heavy. Yes. Because it's a burden to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want it. He's never wanted to be the ruler of Mandalore. And yeah, I'm with you. And you and I have talked about that. Like, yeah, let's let's get Din to be able to wield it. Get Sabine to help him. All that stuff. I was there. But now that this has occurred, I'm like, nope. Okay, I'm cool with this. Because A... Bo does deserve it. Let's be honest. We all believe that. Is it like a technical, like, you know, elder one type situation? Yeah, I get it. Like you disarmed him and then it passed on to this person and now it's his. I mean, it, it, it may, I mean, to be fair, again, it does make sense because, yeah, Din was captured and yes, that guy did take it from him and threw it on the ground. Is he correct? Yes, from a certain point of view, he is. Did Bo grab it then and kill it? Yes, he's not lying at all. Is it like a technicality? 100%. But I'm okay with it. How do you feel that Axe Wolves gave in so quickly to that technicality? Again, I'm okay with it. You want to know why? Because, again, they, as long as it was, you know, the story behind it of that she defeated the one that defeated Din. I, I don't think they really care how quote unquote technical or legit it is, but as long as it was in a quote unquote battle, they're fine with it. I mean, was that my, was that thing wielding it and against against Bo? No. But again, it 
He is right. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, people, it fits. And I think it fits the story because, again, Din has never wanted that thing at all. It has been a burden to him. That's why it's so heavy to him. That is why he was able to do that and he used that story. Yeah, could he? Now, again, you can make arguments. Well, why didn't he give it to her before? Maybe this wasn't, maybe there just wasn't that opportunity, right? There wasn't a reason, but now there is a reason, right? There's a reason to share what happened. You know, instead of maybe at that episode, no, you know, you, you beat that thing, you can keep the dark saber. No, he took it back, right? Okay. Could he gave it to her? Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, guys, he could have did it earlier, whatever. It's just how the story was is being told. I'm not mad about it. It, I'm fine with it. It's a point of view thing. It works for me. Yeah, would I have loved Ange just like you? I would have loved to see him wield it. I would have loved to see him do all that stuff. But as a character thing, no, I'm good. I'm good. It makes sense. I'm, I'm totally cool. It Bo deserves it more. And I think the more we are learning about the Darksaber, and I think you're right, Ange. I think it's going to come to the point where it's going to be like it's it's a more of a sim like it's a symbol, right? You don't have to quote unquote win it in battle. Like I think that's gonna change. I, I really do. Because of, you know, they are kind of this is a new age, right? We're in a new age. So I, I think this is gonna be maybe a part of that new beginning. Any other thoughts so Ange about um that the Darksaber stuff? Final thoughts before we jump into chapter seven. I wonder after they got done with all that, how the show was, how the, how the concert was that they were, you know, tailgating for. <laughs> were they about to see nice noodles? Could have been, could have been Max Rebo and his band. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. That's funny. <laughs> concert. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. it. I get it. No, I, I mean, I get it. I was cool with it. I didn't really care about like the where they were for me it was more of the the you know the situation and that it what happened i don't care how or where but i get it though that it probably it could have like took people out of it you know i get it i totally get it 100% 100% anything else Angie? and then we'll or do you want to just jump into chapter 23 i'm ready for the spies chapter 23 Yes, kids. So we're moving on to chapter 23, episode 7, The Spies, written by Jam Favreau and Dave Filoni. This is his second credit of the season. He got credit in the episode where Grogu, we get Grogu flashback. He also got credited for writers. Uh, director is Rick Famuia, which again, Rick is amazing. Love all his work so far. This episode is good, kids. I mean, let's just flat out talk about it. It's really, really good. I did not watch the uh, recap before this one. Oh, neither did I. I didn't yeah, on either on either episodes. I didn't either. But no, I skipped this. Was recap. this your first time doing yeah. that? Okay. Any particular reason? I mean, let's let's go into your. I just, I just didn't. Opinion. I didn't yeah. want like to be led into what might possibly happen, but I did. LOL. Later that. The thumbnail for the episode had the armor in it and that the title is The Spies. That made me yeah. LOL because mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a little challenged on the title choice. 
yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll definitely get into that whole situation. But any other, uh, Angela, I mean, go into more of your overall thoughts, opinions, how you viewed that episode, set the scene. Let's talk about it. Uh, I watched it before I went to work. I worked later that day, and um, I it was so fun. Um, just everything with Grogu, with that, everything that transpired in in the end, like I that episode was perfection for me. I I really liked it a lot. I did not like that it made me want to speculate and figure out was who is maybe. And like you texted me and you said the armor is sus, and I did not feel that way. And from my initial watch and my second watch, even my second watch, because I watched it later when I got back from work and I was like, man, yeah, I'm just not seeing it. Nope. Sorry. And then a, a lot of people had brought it up online at work. A couple of people texted me. What, what, what does the armor have to gain about all this? And I was like, man, I just don't see it. Sorry. So. But- I, I, I have changed my thoughts on that as well. The more, like the more I watched and the more I thought about it, again, that was just definitely as my initial reaction was, she's sus, she's very sus. But now thinking over, and we'll we'll dive deeper into her. But yeah, I did because the title is called The Spies, right? Is it a very misleading title? I think it is. I think it is for purpose, purposefully. <laughs> I think they. I don't think the title of The Spy comes off as as great so they probably just added the plural spies because it was just a general term i think they're from the midwest and they're like we know there's only one but we're exactly we're gonna pluralize it myers right you guys don't we're going to myers targets walmart's like again guys (laughs) whoever again whoever created this title is from the midwest i 100 percent am going to believe that for sure for Wait, sure. is Dave is uh Favreau from Michigan? No, no, that's not right. They might be from the one of them is from the Midwest, though. I thought Something maybe like not. But anyway, but yeah, I I don't know if again the title is very kind of ooh like what it brings the speculation, which we'll, which we'll which we'll dive into. But again, this episode though, wowzies! You're right, Ange. This episode goes hard even before the title card shows up, like. It is wild. Yeah, I mean, we just, from the gates, we are running. I mean, overall, again, just the shots are great. The The music is fantastic. Again, acting is great. The, again, when, you, when you're in space with some of those shots, coming out of hyperspace, like all that is just, Really, really good. Again, it and this is setting up so much for a wild finale, and that we'll we'll speculate on. But yeah, I overall I enjoyed it a lot. A lot of action, a lot of great again, comedic beats to it with Grogu. Continue to laugh out loud on that. Yeah, I I don't even care if some people find it. I I loved it. It makes so much sense. I loved it. I don't care. If they did it for toy sales strictly, I don't care. It worked. Listen, I'm supposed to get uh, a Mando Grogu tattoo this May the 4th. Ooh, that's I, a, ooh. I am very close to getting an IG-12 Grogu tattoo instead. I'm very close. <laughs> I, 
I support either one. <laughs> I support either one. But it's, yeah, I mean, for me, overall, loved it. And it just leads to so much speculation again. Let's get into maybe some of that stuff. Before, though, Ange, any other overall thoughts you wanted to give before we kind of jump in and deep dive into it? No, let's just jump right into it. The cookie girl is on Coruscant, and she runs into a probe droid. Very nice touch. Loved it. Yes, very, very nice touch. Very nice touch. Alaya Kane, that's her name. Good old cookie girl. My mom calls her the cookie girl. What's cookie girl doing? I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, you, we jump from the start, man, and it is, we get Gideon, which we have, you and I have talked about that. Like, when is he coming? And we, I think we have speculated that he was going to obviously show up towards the end of this season. And he did in a huge way, guys, like huge, like he's been on Mandalore the entire time huge did i call that you did and i and i i i know you did because i remember <laughs> you saying that whatever episodes earlier episodes yeah i remember saying i don't even think it was this season lauren it might have been last year or last season me saying like i think gideon just wants mandalore for himself he doesn't want to destroy it he wants it yeah i i, I had to find we have it on audio somewhere that you you were on this train for a while but he's been on mandalore the entire time he has mandalorian like stormtrooper commandos which was amazing i loved all that and then we get the sith like the not the sith but the um shadow council the shadow council which had captain elian bro that was so I good. I about like dropped. I was <laughs> so like Pallion. And that my thoughts just go to Rebels immediately when Thrawn's like, get me Captain Pallion. And he's like <laughs> already in space with the space whales. So sorry for your loss. But we I, know I mean, that is Thrawn's right hand man, though. Yeah, like you read Heir to the Empire, like Captain Pallion shows up before Thrawn does, you know, like in the book. So it's like he's the guy. He's the guy that's going to get you to Thrawn. And then they talk about that, that it's secrecy and Gideon didn't hasn't heard anything about Thrawn coming around, which I love because it just goes to show like you are not on the up and up of what's really happening here, mister. You just aren't. You're about to lose your footing very, very, very quickly. You're about to lose your job. That's what you, it is. Uh, you are not in the know, sir. You just aren't. I don't care if secrets are your stock and trade. You lost. You lost immediately that you the the minute you said we need new leadership when you don't trust Thrawn. You're done, son. Sorry. You're done. <laughs> like you are so done. You are officially named a pawn. You are now a chess piece up in front, taking hits for the big guys. Whether or not he knows that right now, yeah, he, even if he is able to, whatever, come out of it, like, Thrawn is going to bring him down. If it's not our, if it's not our group of heroes, Thrawn is the one that's going to bring Gideon down. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. 
You know, so you now, get, you get Pallian. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What else? I love that Gideon has this uh, delusion of grandeur, right? And he thinks he's the big bad. Like I absolutely love that because that's what the audience should see. Like they should see someone that is the big bad, and this is who he is. And him dropping in later in the episode with that helmet on. I mean, it was spectacular. I absolutely loved it. But this man is not gonna last. He just ain't. <laughs> No, he might make it to the movie, maybe, maybe, but Thrawn's going to be the end of him. If it's not our group of heroes, again, if it's not our group of heroes, Thrawn is going to, like, he's going to take him off the board, 100%, 100%. You know, and then, again, within that shadow, uh, the shadow collective, shadow council, whatever, whatever it's called, you had Brendel Hux, kids. That's huge. That is huge. Huge. And then, it, and I love the actor is actually um, the gentleman that played um, Hux in Armitage. Yeah. Hux. Yeah. That, the actor that played him, that's his actual brother, his younger brother in real life. So that's amazing. Like, that's like perfect casting for me. But you hear them talking, you know. You hear Gideon talk about, oh, you know, Hux that, you know, cloning's your thing when he brings up, like, I've heard you've been cloning. He's like, wow, I don't know about you, man. I'm like, nah. He's like, no, you, you're, you're the one into the cloning. Don't worry about it. And he's straight up lying because, of course, he's cloning. He's doing something. You know, you, you, he walks down that hall with those, like, uh, commando, like, Mando troopers, right? Which was really great. And then he walks by those, like, big tubs of whatever's in there we'll, his we'll, pickled we'll, snokes yeah maybe we'll find out but yeah he's been on mandalore the whole time i i think it makes sense and i don't know about you what it makes sense that that is where he's been and it kind of makes sense that that's why people can't communicate only he can it's because they're probably doing like jamming whatever like it this it all is wrapping up making making sense in the end you know that's why he you know that's why they were always been afraid of going back because they have been told right it's it's poison that's you know that you can't obviously you can't communicate from the ground you know that's all by design because gideon didn't want them to know that he's been there the entire time and Who? when yeah, who ahead. was the one Mandalorian that said that Mandalore is poisoned and ruined? Do you remember? It was the armor that we yeah, used to hear. It was. From. It was. Right. right. I know. So again, we real quick to kind of get to, you know, we'll wrap up Gideon real quick and then uh, yeah, we definitely gotta talk about the armor, that whole getting on to Mandalore stuff. But when he flew down at the end in that sick black Mando armor. Helmet had horns. Bro, I loved it. It was so good. I I was not expecting him to have a whole Mando outfit. It was dope. I want that toy now, though. I'll tell you that. It was good. I need that figure. Like, 100%. I need that Black Series figure. And I don't even collect those things. I would collect it for that. Because that thing was clean. I loved it so much. Here's my question, though, Ange. I've been thinking about this for a few days. We know Gideon has obviously connections to Mandalore, Mandalorians, whatever. Do you think, and I don't know if we, 
we don't know his backstory as far as I can recall. But do you think he might be an ex Mandalorian, whether maybe through the Children of the Watch or something? And maybe that's why he's so passionate about Mandalore? Because I feel like it's more than just being a Mandalorian fan or whatever. I, he's got to have a deep connection. What What are your thoughts on that? I, again, I, I think he might be an actual Mandalorian in some way, shape, or form. What do you think? I never considered that. Wow. Um, But I don't think so. I think he was just an Imperial officer that was assigned to that sector, and he became obsessed with destroying it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think he's going to be a Mandalorian. We'll find out. <laughs> That's going to be my fun <laughs> speculation. We'll see. But yeah, I, I think him having that armor, though, was really cool. And to have the horns on it, I know that's a big thing for people kind of connecting him in the armor. So and again, the, the title yeah. is the title is a spies. We a lot of people have been saying the armor based on some stuff, that being one of them, because she has horns in her helmets, although they're obviously different, but he has horns on his, she has horns on hers. But I think the armor, again, yeah, I did initially in my first watch, I said she's sus. And I think a big thing of it did do that, that did it for me was because, A, she conveniently left and didn't go to the forge, which is kind of surprising because that's kind of her thing, right? So, okay. But, you know, maybe you can you can throw it off to, maybe she just wants to be helpful. Okay, all right. But then when he did show up with the horns on his helmet, I was like, okay, hold on. What's What's the deal? What's the deal? You know, she talks, you know, she and that whole montage of them coming on to Navarro, which was great, you know, and that their huge ship with the um, mythosaur symbol on the bottom of it. Great shot. Great shot. But her bringing these people together, right? Because she sent Bo to do that specifically. It's like, okay then why would she, if she is the spy, why would she risk going back knowing that's where Gideon is? If she is the spy, that doesn't, you know, again, thinking about it now, that doesn't add up to me. So, Ange, your thoughts, is she the spy? Are you not sold on it? I know you said you're not, you're not really sold on it, but give me more reasons why and give me your overall thoughts on the armorer in this episode. So I'm not sold on it, but I did a lot of research over these last couple of days. I rewatched uh, The Sanctuary. I rewatched uh, whatever the last episode was in season one where all those Mandalorian armor was laying there and she just comes walking out of that back room like, yeah, everybody got killed, but I'm good. Um, so I, I rewatched all of that. I rewatched a uh, book of Boba Fett where she talks about Bo-Katan Kryze and there's a little bit of animosity there. I, cautionary tale. A cautionary yeah. So tale. Um, I feel like I've done my research, my homework on the armor. You did better and, than I did, kids. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you um, If she is the spy and she is Gideon's connection to Mandalore, if she's been paid off in some sort of way by the Empire and she's just trying to to live 
in this small faction that she's in right now, like you said, why even bring up the idea of bringing them all together except to bring them all into one place so that they can be destroyed? But she was fine with the way that they were living before. I, I think until she... I think maybe she knew Gideon was on Mandalore, but then when she heard that there was a mythosaur on Mandalore... I like where you're going. Then she was like, hey, 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 I don't want that guy to have that place anymore. We need to figure this out. And she's she's trying to do that on, on her own. So could she have been the spy, but I don't think that's her intention anymore? I Maybe that's where I go with. I like um, that. Uh, you want to know who I think the real spy is? Yeah, no, yeah. What? What's your? Who? Who do you think it is? You're gonna kill me. <laughs> I would never. Who you got? Bo-Katan Kreese. Interesting. People have been saying that. Go lay lay down your your evidence or how why you believe that. What do you got? So the conversation when they met up with those other uh, Mandalorians that were on that piratey type ship. And when that pirate ship showed up, I thought I was going to see Hondo. I was like, come on. Oh, I immediately thought Hondo as well. Um, I felt like when that interaction, rewatching it, is weird. It was almost like they were talking in code. Like, he was like, do you have any food? And she was like, we do. And he was like are you a night owl? And she was like, of course, or I should hope so. It was just, you wear the crest of the night owls. And she says, I should hope so. It just sounded like code of like how you're supposed to behave when you meet your enemies or you meet your enemies and the person that is the mole in there needs to tell you the, the situation. You know, that's how I saw that, that it was weird. You wear the crest of the night owls? I should hope so. That sounded weird to me. Then when they're all sitting there at dinner and she talks about how she did surrender to Gideon and she did give him the dark saber and he ended up destroying them anyway. When Koska Reeves was sounded like she wanted to speak up, but then Bo wouldn't let her. It was almost like Bo needed to tell her version of the story, maybe not the version that Koska saw. So it was just really interesting to me. Then when they go down into the forge and obviously there's imperial mandos that show up and Bo is the one that tells them to advance and you get into that area that you can clearly tell is imperial and they continue to run into it and then once Ding gets separated from them he's up in the front Bo's in the back weird and then that door comes down and then she doesn't do shit while he's getting attacked and she has the dark saber she waits until after he's captured to cut a hole in the door what what like what so i get it i'm really like going out there and i have that look in my eye like i've gone over the edge <laughs> <laughs> but these are the things in my head where i'm like something doesn't add up but maybe it just doesn't add up right maybe i've watched it too many times you know where you watch things too many times and then all of a sudden you see somebody holding a cup of coffee in the background you know like i just watched it too many times but those are my reasons i'm gonna say bo katan my other person is axe wolves because he leaves mm -hmm. um also because 
he might have been the one that was hired to get Gideon out. Um, you know, he just kind of, I had another, how did I say? He allows like, Bo, like again, when I said like, he was kind of cool with just making Bo the leader again with the dark saber. He was just like, yeah, sure. I'll buy it. Sure. She can be the leader because I know what's really going on in the background and I don't want to be a part of it. So I'll let her try to figure it out all she wants. So that's where I am. So it could be any of those three. The There's plot points that get you to either of those three. Um, the story that maybe it's Grief Karga and he planted a tracker. I hate <laughs> so that. I so twelve. So that's bad. So stupid. If that is it, no. No, I don't. I don't think so. Short answer: No, I don't think it's Bo. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Because that would just not add up at all. That would be a very big twist. Let's just say that. It would be a... But listen to my plot points that I just told you. No, it I get it. No, there. I see it. Gets it there. I see it. I don't think they connect that way as... what. <laughs> I just disagree. <laughs> that I don't... I understand the plot points. And, and it does. Like, I can see where it would lead people to go down that path. My whole thing is then what the hell has this whole season been about then? I feel I like agree. Been, I think it, it would have been that that just doesn't make sense. I, I agree. I agree 100%. And it makes me angry about um, the growth that we've had with Bo, the growth that we've had with the armorer. That's why I'm like, I hope it's Axwell's because he doesn't really mean anything to me, right? He can, he can be someone that stirs the pot and gets in the way of our, our heroes you know achieving their goals but it the armor and bow what i also thought what if they're both in on it together now you're now you're getting too far edge now you're getting too far <laughs> bro <laughs> I, I, god. I like where your mind goes you know i always follow it and i'm with you thank god i have that day off i have wednesday off too <laughs> Maybe we should watch it together <laughs> in the morning. We'll figure yeah, we it should. out. We, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But no, I mean, for me, again, at first I would say Armorer, right? I, I Again, I get it. But the more I think about it, again, it leads me to roads where, like, it doesn't add up. Right. Why would she do this, this, and this then? It doesn't add up. Right. Again, Bo, I, I, I get it. The The steps are there that could lead us there. But again, I go circle back to what the hell was this all about then? Like, I don't, why would she want to take Mandalore back if she knew Gideon was there all the time? The, the other thing that makes me think this better not be Bo. Bo better not be the spy or the twist or anything because of that conversation that Din and her had the night before. Yep. yep. That was some moving stuff and it was beautiful. I absolutely loved it. And it was the point, it's where we're trying to get to in this story and with this group of people. It was amazing. But it also made me think, like, it, that's Din telling, like, it's not about station, it's about loyalty. And if he learns that the armorer isn't loyal, well, that is really going to throw him for a loop. Right. See, it could lead, again, the armor could, makes a little more sense to me because I think it could lead to bigger character stuff for Din. 100%. Do I still believe it's her? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who... Beyond Elia Kane, who the other spy is, to be honest, because there's just so many choices. Do you really think there are it there are there is another spy like that 
Do you right. really you think are- that this title is going to get paid off in another the, in the next episode, or it was know. just kind of like a misstep? Do you I, think? I think honestly, I think it was just this is what they're going <laughs> to title it. People are probably going to go crazy over, but it's going to mean absolutely nothing in the end. Like not not to say nothing. I don't want to say that because it, it is going to make sense. Like again, we know Elia is right. So I don't know if they were just. Like kind of saying, hey, there are there are spies, right? There are spies like Elia and the Shadow Council. Like they're trying to pretend like they're just unorganized warlords, and they're not actually like creating this, um, and following up with this contingent plan of the Emperor and rebuilding the Empire. Project Cinder. Yep. Right. So are they the spies? I see. I go with it. I go with that route more than anything. I Me really too. do. I don't think it, I think it's not a bait and switch, but I think it's just, I think as a fandom, honestly, I think we're looking into it a little bit more than we probably should be. But I think it's purposeful again, because they want us to be thinking in these terms, right? I think that's the purpose of this title is for us to think, all right, well then who can we trust? Right. Right. Like that's kind of the whole point of it. Because the whole episode is like, who do we trust? Who can you trust? You know? And then there's also those other Mandalorians that they ran into, right? Everybody was like... Right. Again, they knew where to go to the Forge. You could make an argument for them. Like, they survived. They survived this entire time? Right. Yeah. And I think they, again, to your point about how shady that conversation is, I I look at it the opposite way. Of those guys were shady as hell. Because I feel like those questions, they were trying to make sure it was her. Right? Because Gideon knows it was Bo. On the way because of, yeah. Yes. Yes. But again, those guys, they were going to the forge. A big monster comes out. They could have never planned that. Right? And then they were right there. Well, I get, yeah, again, you, there are, you see things, but then there's like, wait, hold on. That doesn't add up to that. Then that's the purpose of this whole thing. I think with the title is that it's supposed to make you wonder. It's supposed to make you think, you know, again, I, I, I really don't know. Again, I initially thought armor, I a hundred percent, but the more I watched, the more I kind of just think on it, sit on it. I'm like, that doesn't add up for me. It just doesn't add up. Axe is an interesting one. Again, you can make an argument for that. Because maybe he, he, maybe he's the one that honestly got um, Gideon out. Like maybe he was the one, and he's being paid to set them up. Right? I don't. Right? I don't. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just it's it. It could be anyone. But I do want to mention that, that you, you mentioned it, Ange, that speech that Din, or that conversation that Din and Bo have, that's huge for both characters. Huge. Especially for Din. Because I love how he says, you know, I only know, you know, because her point of, like, you know, when she's talking to him, she's like, listen, I don't know how to, I don't know if this is what I'm, I don't know if I can keep these people from fighting each other because we see that fight between Paz and Axe while they're heading to the forge right which was amazing and then i don't want to bury the lead of grogu ig12 yes and no 
which was classic. Uh, we'll get to that. But when when Grogu does separate them, he just says, no, no, no. That was good stuff. But again, that leads to that conversation of w- between Bo and Din. And she's like, I don't know how I'm going to, how am I going to do this? You know, she's like, I only have this weapon. She believes in that weapon. She believes so bad that because she has that thing, that she is going to be able to unite everything. And I love Din's like, bro, it ain't about that for us. I only know any about anything about that blade because of you. It means nothing. It means, he says that, it means nothing to me and my people. What matters to me is loyalty, character. And that's why he follows her. And that's why he will follow her until her song is written. Because it's not written yet. That is some deep Star Wars stuff, kids. Deep. Deep. I mean, it's it's beautiful. So, Ange, kind of your thoughts overall with that conversation and just, again, it was deep, really deep stuff. Yeah, I it really encouraged her to think of a different way of how she's going to do this because... Again, like you said, she thinks like I have this dark saber. Everybody's going to believe rightfully so that I am the leader. And Din's like, my people don't even know about that. Um, and then his commitment to her, it, it was just stunning. It was absolutely awesome. So uh, it's just like there's this whole new way this this tribe the these people this group of this faction can can be raised up in and and be a significant part of the galaxy again and that is kind of what sets the fear into the empire as well too like if mandalore and mandalorians are not divided they are a huge force within the galaxy oh even that, says that right yeah and that's why they continue to um just see these these cracks and exploit these cracks within them i just hope we get past that finally for them and that they become this society and this group and the civilization that can go back to honoring their past but strive towards living a new way i don't know i don't even know if we get there i i, I would hope so i hope so too I do. I, I feel like that's maybe the road. I know I think earlier this season I felt and I think you and I both talked about like this the road leads to maybe Din leading, right? It's it's not that road anymore. I think it's the road of Mandalorians coming together finally. Maybe it's not Din leading. I always thought Grogu was going to be the leader. Again, that's still kind of in play for sure. You it know? is. For 100%. Speaking of Grogu, that's a segue, kids. I'm going to point it out again. Very, very funny stuff. When he was eating that street food. I mean, let's just talk about how IG-11 is now IG-12. Very cool. The um, Anzillion, I can't remember if that's how you pronounce Anzellans, it. Anzellans, yeah. Is, is roboting it. I love it. And he says, you know, bad baby, no squeezy. Hmm. Now, there is something, real quick, I want to talk about that, because there's something going around online. And I think even the, I just, on Instagram recently, Twitter did, or on Instagram, Star Wars, they did that portion of it. And 
I don't know if you heard anything, Ange, but after he says no, uh, bad baby, no squeezy, he says more, and it sounds like he says mf'er. That's what everybody's saying. I haven't re-listened it like with with the volume really up, but then I saw that Insta- I saw that Instagram post by on Star Wars. I was like, wait, did did they really drop that in there like real quick and it just kind of flew under the radar? Did you hear that at all? I didn't hear it. Um, the captions say speaks in Anzellan. Yes. So yes. It doesn't translate it or anything like that. I, I didn't I didn't lean in on that. I I saw the chatter going around. I think the guy just said MFR, but yeah, I was like, I I'm I'm too focused in on the baby like waddling, you know, and then like Grief's picking him up and I'm like, be careful, be careful. Yeah, watch I was ears, too. Watch his ears. I loved it when grief puts him in it, and then just you know did like did's like I, you know I don't think and you know I don't think he's ready and he's just like no like <laughs> I love it that the his first words quote unquote are through a droid that makes so much sense right it really does like this all adds up it might be an inside joke. For like the people that make this show, to have him in like a mech, and maybe it's to sell toys. I don't give a damn. I don't it care. Worked it me. works. It worked for me so well. So I, give me all your ha has or what? What was what was going through your mind when that all happened? It was so good. I mean, that's the Star Wars humor I just love. You know, it's just like oh, it's so pure and funny. I just love it. No. Yes. What do you mean? No. Yes. What does that mean? Like it was so good, and and just Din playing it off as like he's just like this, this like dad that's like, what? What are you even talking about? Like I loved it, and then him just the you could see his little arms like pushing the button, and then it, you yeah. see him controlling it, and then you see the IG's hands just like you know stiff arming. <laughs> Din is so good. So good. Oh, I don't think it overplayed though either. I think it was like perfect amount. Like it started, and then they go into the street, right? And he's just saying yes, yes, yes. yes. Like it's just, <laughs> and you're like, right? You're like, right. you're right along with yes. him. Like yes, yes, yes. And then he goes to that street vendor, takes the food. And oh my Din's god! Like, and then he's holding it up high so Din can't get the Melu run. It worked for me again. That's peak Star Wars humor when it's done well. Right. But then I love how they show that. And then you, you know, fast forward to him saying no and separating Paz and Axe. And yeah, maybe it, it it's supposed to be a little bit funny, right? Like he's saying no. But it's like kind of a huge deal for Grogu to step in and be like, guys, no. And I love how Bo is like you know, oh, it looks like you taught him well. And he's like, he didn't learn that from me. That's the second time that's happened. So who do you think taught him that? Is that a Luke thing or is it? <clears throat> I feel like maybe it's a, it's an anti-Bo thing. Where, cause she's been talking about like unifying the Mandalorians, right? It's kind of where my head goes at one point. I know Luke's kind of an easy choice for sure. And it would probably make more sense. Yeah. So it you, seems like a Jedi yeah. way of of thinking you know to not use 
anger and aggression to solve a problem. So, yeah, I, it, he could have learned it from Kelleran. He could have learned it while he was on the Jedi Temple. So I I assumed it was a Jedi teaching, but I do like how you're saying it. It could be him just paying attention to Bo's struggles and what she's been saying and that he wants to support that. The yeah. little head bow I thought was very interesting as well, too, because if it was a Jedi teaching that made him do that, is he coming around on which which path he wants to follow or going back on what question. he wanted to do? It's or it's it's interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you can take it again. You can take it in a couple of ways, right? Could be total teachings. And it would make sense, right? Because they would teach in the Jedi Jedi Temple. Luke would probably, you know, hammer about the fact that, you know, peace, right? Peace. We're supposed to bring peace. But I feel like it just, because of the series and because we've been with Bo so much this season, I feel like he that's more of a, a connection. And like you're saying, he understands what she's going through in that the struggle of uniting these two clans and he's just trying to you know try to help help her out i loved it i loved everything about i loved everything about ig12 and grogu i can't wait for that action figure <laughs> it's gonna be I amazing i'm getting that one for sure i will get every single possible version of that i can't wait for out. the for the lego fig i can't oh. wait it's gonna be so good <laughs> or the black series yeah, I, it worked for me. I know maybe some people thought it was a little bit goofy. I th I think it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. Mm -hmm. I did too. I did. I too thought we were sure. done with IG eleven, but and then because when when Groof said he had another gift, and I was like, oh, IG eleven, and then I was like, man, did they find a memory circuit? Like, did they just go and do that on their own? Oh my god. And I like how again it's not IG eleven, it's IG twelve. Yeah, like I right. I liked it. I like it worked for me and just how you could I just love seeing how excited Grogu got. And when he saw that that Anzillan was controlling it, he was like, Oh, I could do that. It was perfect. Like it was just a kid in a new, with a new toy, right? Like it's like us being kids when we saw Star Wars action figures and all that. Like he got excited and you just wanted to play with it and just, you know, have fun and Again, did being the dad though, like this isn't like his him saying like this isn't gonna work for me. Like, this isn't working for it. me. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. I like this so is much. not what I imagined this was gonna be like. This is not working for me. No. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh any final thoughts, Ange, uh on the Grogu stuff? Uh IG twelve, anything before we move into like the final, final battle that we get with no this. it's even on all my rewatches it still makes me laugh smile chuckle i yes. just absolutely loved it same me too me too i still i crack up at it all the time so again throughout this this episode the big thing is we get to mandalore and gideon's there we get to the forge and we see those super commandos and then i feel like i know you mentioned earlier Ange, that you felt like Bo said in advance and maybe she was setting them up again I can totally see it. I get where you can get those connections. But for me, it's more of they were retreating to have them follow them. Right? I mean. Oh, yeah. It was a complete way. trap. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Right. 100% it was a trap. But that final, like, again, the battle, you know, Gideon coming down in the sweet, sweet armor, and then Paz. Paz. Paz being a real one. Ooh. And just gets everybody out. I That was some really, really good, good action. I mean, right. talk about a great finish for him because I wasn't a fan of him for a long time, and I don't think anybody was because he was he, tough. At the, even from what season one and season yeah. two, and yeah, even in, that. yeah, even in season one when Din brings the armor that Beskar to make his stuff, Paz comes in here in there and gives him crap and says like, "Oh, this this guy sits with our enemies and blah blah blah," and then they have like a little fight. So, yeah, it was hard to, like, Paz, and then, I mean, I, I I couldn't believe it, Lauren. I thought he made it. I was like, dude, he threw those last two off the cliff. Like, he got it. He's, we're good. Right. We're good. No. Those damn Batarian guards show up. What did you think when you saw them? I, that was cool. Because they, obviously, we, we get the name drop earlier, right? Right, right. Where... Gideon requested that from Pallion and Hux, Brendel Hux. And they said they would give it to him. Didn't know it was going to be that quick, but here they are, three of them, showing up with their awesome weapons and just easily taking Paz down. Again, unfair because Paz was probably super tired, to be honest. But still, those guys, he, he didn't have a chance, unfortunately. I mean, the whole the whole scene was just great. Him shutting the door. This is the way his blaster oh, yeah. just just on fire and melting. And then I love anytime someone's like gun doesn't work anymore and they just throw it at somebody. <laughs> That's the first thing that they do. That's the first thing to do. Oh, stop wearing him. Throw it at you. Um, so it was oh, such a good scene. And then it was just like so then I think like, man, Ragnar is going to be pissed. You know, that's I mean, that's I can go there like now. Now Ragnar has a little bit more of a um, like a story to be told because of what happened. And I can Vengeance. get behind that. Yep. So, yep. Um, I liked that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Praetorian guards. So I was not I was I was shocked that we got them. They looked clean, too. They looked good. So looked good. let me ask you this. Who do you think bombed Bo-Katan's castle? Oh, it was Gideon. I think it was Gideon, 100%. Then why did he ask for tie bombers if he already had them? Maybe he wanted more? It just seemed weird to me. No, that's a good That's a good question, though, that if he... May, I think maybe he was requesting more because more he because he... of the fleet that they had uh, acquired. All right, okay, I'll take that. Maybe. You know, but yeah, I, I still think he was the one that did... Did that to Bo's castle. 100%. I, I do. I believe it. Okay. Because, again, if you think about it, she's but, close, they're close to Mandalore, so that made sense. But, okay. In the beginning of the episode, when Elia Kane tells Moff Gideon that Din Djarin and Bo-Katan Kryze have teamed up together, and he says those two factions hate each other, but... When Bo's castle got bombed, she was with Din. Well, I think he meant that the 
his faction and Bo working together, that would never happen. Gotcha. Right? Like, obviously, he knows Bo and Din are cool. That makes sense? T- to me, that's how I that's how Probably, I read yeah. it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think because of, A, the close proximity of where she is, where her castle was to Mandalore, 100% makes sense. Right? And he was ordering more bombers because he knew what was coming. That kind of just how, in my head, that's how that tracks for me. But yeah, I mean, again, seeing seeing how all this plays out now in the finale. I know you said you had some speculation, all that stuff, Ange. Let's hear it. Let's go down that. Let's go down the rabbit hole. What do you got? What's what's your first first uh, rabbit hole you want to go down? Well, I haven't gone too far of thinking like what's going to happen in this next episode because okay, I just okay. don't want to be there. But, you know, we talked about, like, I think maybe it's Bo-Katan. I think, I think we're about to get twisty-twistied and it's going to be Bo-Katan and I'm not going to like it. And why is Star Wars doing this to me? <laughs> um, I I don't think... I I get nervous that there's just not enough time left, right? You got one episode left and our hero is captured and there's an all out war about to happen against this race of people. And we're going to do that all in one episode. So I'm kind of like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I just don't, but I feel like it's going to, it's going to be coming in hot right from the get go is my anticipation is we're literally going to be Bo-Katan coming out from and she's going to be on top of mandalore and there's going to be an attack on that fleet i think it's just going to be coming in hot right from the beginning so i think it's going to be a wild ride but i am just like i just feel like there's not enough time do you think the mythosaur is going to come back in this episode you hinted at in episode what two haven't sounded it back haven't you know gone back to it Will Bo ride that thing and that's how she destroys Gideon? Well, I kind of think yes, because there was the name drop of her telling them that there are creatures that have been um, like homes that right. have, have reemerged because of the destruction that has happened. But then I was like, maybe that was just to like throw in that creature at the end of the one episode. But it makes me mm-hmm. believe like that's like that's your your foreshadow for the mythosaur again so i think but i don't think there's enough time you think boba fett's gonna show up what is with people thinking boba fett's gonna show up well i know rick famuia talked about at celebration how this you know they're supposed to kind of wrap it up all right boba fett mandalorian show like it's all supposed to like culminate in this last episode my thoughts go here a again hopefully Bo is not spying I don't this is from that point of view I think she regroups obviously I think she does get that mythosaur right I believe this that the Adelphi New Republic will show up because you've had Carson Right? From season one, or no, season two. Talking about how he knows something's going on. Right? 
So maybe grief or maybe his investigation of this whole um, Mandalorian stuff leads him to Navarro. And then maybe grief's like, hey, you might want to go check Mandalore because they all went there. So you get the Adelphi squad and you get the ghost crew. And it all kind of leads into Ahsoka. That's where, for me, I think the next part of the story goes from Mandal from Mandalorian Season 3 to obviously Ahsoka. We pick up those pieces in that show. And then maybe, again, Season 4, right? We know Favreau's working on Season 4. We know he's writing it. So we know there's going to be, obviously, another season. So, yeah, will everything be kind of wrapped up in a bow? Yes and no, right? We're going to lead to the Ahsoka show. We're going to lead into Mando season four, maybe a book of book of Boba Fett season two. Who knows? But then obviously it's all going to lead to that movie that we talked about uh, in our celebration news drop, right? That Fa Favreau, Filoni, well, no, it's Filoni. Filoni's directing this movie that deals with this new Republic and this remnants of the Empire. That's where I go with it. What do you got? Do we see Thrawn? See, now that's where I don't know. I don't know if they're saving that for Ahsoka, even though in the trailer, thinking about it out loud, in the trailer you show the back of his head, right? Obviously we know in the exclusive stuff that they showed in the Ahsoka panel, they showed his face, Lars Mikkelsen. We know this. You've name-dropped him a couple times now within this series. I I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't show up. But then again, I won't, won't be surprised if he doesn't, if that makes sense. You know? I think we see him in an end credit scene. People have been saying that, and I'm cool with that. I'm definitely cool with that. If that's the route they go, cool with it. Because, again, you have to set up that Ahsoka show, in my opinion. Maybe you don't have to. But, I mean, you kind of did it for Boba, Book of Boba Fett, right? You had the first two seasons of Mandalorian. You set up um, Boba in season two that leads into Book of Boba Fett, right? Now, was his story directly tied to Mando, yeah, at the end of the show it was. Again, you can talk about that whole... But again, it makes sense because, again, this is all supposed to come together, right? Rick said everything kind of ties together. Like Boba Fett, Mando, Ahsoka, it's all in this universe, right? So I, I think that's where my thoughts go as far as, you know, having Thrawn come up at the end. It would make sense, right? Because you you name dropped him a few times, you you showed the back of his head in an Ahsoka trailer. Yeah, man. I mean, why not show his beautiful blue face? Let's go. But then again, so, maybe you hold off on it. Does Gideon get defeated? See, I don't know if he gets defeated. I think they are able to maybe take Mandalore back. I don't think Gideon dies. I think he gets away, right? And I think that's where I think maybe he 
goes to wherever he can with the shadow council. And then maybe in a, like, again, like you're saying, like a credit scene where he's talking to the council and then our beautiful boo boy steps into frame. I would love it. And you know who we were missing from that council? Ray Sloan. Thank you very much. Put her in a freaking live action. Why have we not done this already? She is so important to this part of the story. Why has Ray Sloan not been in a live action show or animated show? Dave Filoni, I want answers. I want answers. And maybe she shows up. Who knows? Maybe she shows up. I don't like I would love it though, but I think she that that was a big miss for me. Maybe that was the only thing that I kind of wish happened was that she was in that shadow council for sure. Next question. Is Luke showing up? <sighs> I don't want him to. Let's just say Did that. you know you just sighed really loud? Oh yeah, no, I did because I don't want him to. I don't. And the reason is because we already had that moment. I don't want him to be the savior all the time, right? Like, he's doing stuff. I get it. He is freaking Luke Luke freaking Skywalker. I get it, kids. There's a whole damn trilogy about him. He's the freaking son of Anakin Skywalker. Slash Darth Vader. I get it. He's important. For this story, no. That's why I feel like it's going to be more of the Ahsoka crew, right? That's why I feel that's the reason Grogu left Luke, because then we don't have to go back. Maybe we see him in Ahsoka. I could see that. But at this point, no, I don't think. Because then that just, for me, that just leads to a bunch of, oh, well, you know, what, what, where, what's that? Why haven't we heard Luke doing these adventures before? You know what I'm saying? Like, it could just get all, like, you know, all those, you know, theories of what Luke's been doing and all this stuff. Like, I I don't want it. Now, could he show up in the movie? Okay. I wouldn't hate it. I, I would feel very, very off with it, only because I want the story to be what they have been setting up. And yeah, Luke's been a part of it, but he's not like a huge part of it. He was there at the end of season one, uh, season two, right, to take Grogu. Okay, I get it. He was in Book of Boba Fett, showing training, and then Grogu left. Okay, cool. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't need CGI, you know, deep fake Luke. As as wonderful as it was to get him, right? Like you and I, we gush about that stuff all the time. I love it. It's one of my top moments ever. You know, seeing him and Grogu and all that stuff. Him and Ahsoka. Yeah, dude, I want that two-hour conversation on Campfire with him and Ahsoka. But no, I don't. Do you want it? Do you want him to show up? No. You're good. It wouldn't make sense to me. I agree, right? It wouldn't add up at all. At all. I don't think it it would either. Do you think this finale is going to have, like, a big... Like like that finale, like season two finale. You think there's gonna be so season one finale, the big reveal was the dark saber. Right. Right. Season two, the big reveal was Luke Skywalker. Right. Is there going to be a big reveal thrawn? 
right? I right, would think. that can make sense. No, I I can definitely buy them doing a Thrawn cameo. Oh, 100%. Because you set it up, right? You you are setting it up for sure. So, yeah, d- just do it. Just do it already, right? And then, again, that gets you into Ahsoka. You know, and that's why I feel like you you have the Adelphi, you have the Adelphi squadron because again Carson's been investigating. I think that he his investigation will lead him to where they are. I do. I I just feel like that's where the story goes. I could be totally wrong. Maybe they don't show up, and maybe something else happens. But I feel like he shows up. Obviously, we'll see Zeb again, which I would love, and then we get we see the Ghost Crew along with the Adelphi squadron with Ahsoka, and again. Yep. And Sabine and Hera and Chopper. How freaking rad. I, again, talk about your big end, right? You get all that and then you th- you have a Thrawn cameo at the very end? Bro, that's a finale. So you, you think Din Djarin Dejar- is safe? Is oh, gonna yeah. be saved? Yes. You think... That's yes. not even on the table. I don't think it's so. It's a given. I I feel like I mean. Do you think? Do you think he's going to be captured? What do you? Where you? Where do you go with it? There's not a lot of time left. Okay, That's where I go. So you don't. So you don't. I mean, you think he's safe too? You don't think he's, or do you think he's going to be captured? I I and stay I don't, captured. He might stay captured. I don't think there's enough time. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. I I just feel like it I feel like they'll save him. Because again, I think you're leading into this is just again, I could be totally wrong. But I just feel that because Ahsoka's coming in August, you kind of wrap Mando stuff up, but you lead stuff into Ahsoka, like Thrawn. You know, like there's a as Ahsoka says in the trailer, she's sensing dark, right? Like there's there's stuff going on. And I think this is part of that, right? That's just me. I know what do, what do you think? Last question. This is answering your question. Okay, okay. When Ahsoka starts, will the first episode be called Chapter Twenty Five? No, no, no. I think these will be called differently for sure. No. Because book You of don't Bo- think so? You don't think it's gonna be a part of the Mando chapter? Well, I mean, Book of Boba Fett wasn't chapter. They didn't have like chapter. Yeah, it was. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying it wasn't like a continuation. It wasn't like chapter nine. Like Book of Boba Fett episode one wasn't chapter nine. It wasn't. I thought it was. No, it was just like I think it was just like chapter one of his of his show. Right. No. We'll have to research this. Oh, because I swear, I swear. I'm eating goldfish. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's fine. Go look it up. Because I swear it was just like they just did his own chapters, but it wasn't part of because if we are if you were in two seasons of Mando, we're in three seasons of Mando, we've had eight each season, right? And the first chapter of this let me see, let's do the math real quick, kids. I know this is on the fly. Hold on. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, because chapter it was chapter seventeen was this started this season. You're right. But, but could I see Ahsoka having like chapter one or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that, right? Like their own individual like 
chapter mm, stories. I got you. I can see that. So, so you can you're right. edit that part out. No, no, no. We're keeping it because it's a fun conversation. Why not? Make me sound like an idiot. No. You, you don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can leave it in. <laughs> we'll leave it in because we everybody makes everybody says dumb crap. But no, I, I do believe like you kind of I because we know they're telling that bigger story now, Ange, right? I feel like that's that's just kind of where my head goes now. If I didn't know they're doing doing a movie, I might be with you. I might be with you to where like, ooh, okay, maybe season four we have to save Din or something, right? I could see that. But because I know Ahsoka's coming in August, and I know this is kind of like a connecting dots type of universe now. I think they kind of wrap up what they have to wrap up. And again, Rick said that the this season kind of wraps up what has been so far been season one, season two, season three of Mando and the Book of Boba Fett show. So that's where I go with it. What else? I mean, anything else that you think or do you want to see? I mean, I know you're saying, how do they wrap everything up? I mean, hey, I'm assuming this is going to be as long as this previous episode. But again, I could be wrong. Maybe it's like 30 freaking minutes. I don't know. But I feel like they this is going to be a longer episode for sure. I heard a rumor it's short. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. 38 minutes. Again, I could see it. I mean, again, you 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 did a lot of heavy lifting this seat in this episode. I feel like, yeah, you maybe your next episode is a little bit shorter because you are wrapping it up as far as you're going in to save Din, Adelphi. Like I'm saying, maybe the Adelphi come in, all that stuff. And you could do it in like 38 minutes, maybe. But we'll see. Again, we'll see. But again, I think you're gonna leave. You're gonna leave some of it open. For the Ahsoka show, too. And that's why I feel like, again, I don't think they're going to wait another, what, two years if they keep Din captured? Because then you're going to have to talk about it. Again, I feel like you, you would have to mention it in Ahsoka, right? You'd have to connect that dot. Because you connected it in Book of Boba Fett. So, I mean, if you leave it out there... You know, I mean, maybe maybe she does save Din and Ahsoka. I don't know. You know, I don't. Maybe you could be right. Could be right. I don't know. What if what if what if Din dies? Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. People have said that though. You realize that people have theories no. that he's going to. They're going to. He's going to die. Well, like, I mean, that makes no sense. To that me. makes no sense to me. It's the Mandalorian, but I mean. I don't know. Maybe he's not the Mandalorian. That's kind of been said from the beginning. Maybe Grogu's the Mandalorian. Well, Rick, they talked about that celebration where they said, you know, the Mandalorian isn't really, it's not a singular thing anymore, right? It's grown. As the show, as the series has grown, that title now is kind of growing. I just don't think you, you don't kill your main character like that. With knowing, again, knowing that we have a movie and knowing that, again, Mandalorian is a big part of why we're having all that connect, you're not going to kill him. No, he's not going to die. There's no. no way. It would make no sense. Absolutely not. So, yeah. I mean, I know people are like, oh, what if they, what if he has a mind flare? He's going to like mind flake in. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I get it. It's fun. That's a fun, that's fun to talk about, right? 
that's fun discussion. Oh yeah, what if he does have a mind flare? What if he does do that to Din? I'll be pissed. Right, and I know I don't think they go that route. A, again, there's a reason why you have not seen Din Djarin's face this year is because Pedro Pedro Pascal probably has not been on set at all. My opinion, I could be totally wrong. Maybe we see his face in this in this finale. I don't know. But I feel like he hasn't been there, A, because he's a busy dude, right? He shot The Last of Us for a very long time while Mando was shooting. There's a reason why they did that storyline, I think, quick, where they had him redeem, right, early in the season. Because then, then they could be like, boom, okay, we don't have to have him take his helmet off now, right? Like, if you didn't get that done quickly, maybe people would have have expected to see his face more but now that you did it quick and now that he's redeemed now that you know he follows that way yeah you don't have to take his helmet off you know um uh the the two people that do din as well uh crowder and uh wayne latif crowder and brandon wayne brendan i'm sorry brendan wayne they can just be under the helmet and do their thing that's just how I feel about it. So I think that's why, no, I don't think we get a mind flayer scene. Not to say that we won't or that it's not possible, but I just, I just don't think that's part of the story. What do you think? I hope not. I just hope not. I feel like that, like I, I get it. You want to challenge your audience and make them go through emotions, but that would really hurt my feelings. That would feelings. be unnecessary. <laughs> no, I that think would really it, hurt my feelings, Lucasfilm. Well, well I think it would be even, unnecessary too, though, right? Yeah, don't even do that. But I mean, yeah, you never know. I I hope honestly, Grogu. This is my. I know this probably won't happen either, but like Grogu versus Gideon, why he's in the mech. <laughs> I think that'd be wild. I don't know if that would happen, but I think it'd just be wild. Well, I kind of like that because that was set up in season two when he Ooh, had right, 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 right. Grogu captured and he was talking about his force abilities like Gideon hasn't seen that Grogu can use his force abilities now and not get tired so I hope Grogu kicks his his ass or I want it to be Bo if she's not the spy I want Bo to fight Gideon she's a spy I know I know you think she's a spy but for people like me who don't think she's a spy I hope they fight I hope she kicks his ass too Either or, and, I'd be good with. Her and Gideon are going to link hand in hand. She's going to hand the Darksaber back to him. You stop it, Andrea. She's going to take his helmet and shine it up. You stop it. <laughs> you stop Imagine. it. Well, how about a Grogu bow team up versus Gideon? I'd be for so it. So good. <laughs> I'd be for it, too. So good. Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I think, again, for me, we'll wrap up with final stuff. Again, my fun speculation i think you get carson back I, I really do just because we know in the background he's been investigating i think roads lead to that so we could get carson with seb and again i think to set up ahsoka and for people to get excited for august you throw her in with the ghost crew i mean talk about mind melting and then i think and i think you are right as much as I don't believe, or maybe, you know, it's not high in my list, but I could see Thrawn. I could see Thrawn, for sure. 
because you, you got to set that up. You had to set it up. So I what mean, are your final thoughts? Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? People don't know what Thrawn looks like. Right. They just, they've been hearing the name. That's a good point. They don't know. You No, that's a good point. They don't know what he looks like. So you set that up. You set that up. I agree. And what uh, any final thoughts, final fun prediction, speculation before we wrap it up? No, oh, I feel like I'm just going to be really f- full of anxiety and giddiness like the night before, that Tuesday before, that that Star Wars Eve, you know? I hate that feeling. The nervousness of it all? <laughs> the nervousness of it all. And then people try to talk to me about it. Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. You can't even say Grief Karga's name. Don't talk to me. You keep calling him Apollo Creed. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I don't want to hear your theories. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. to those people. I am happy I have it off. It just kind of happened that way. I have to work on Monday, so. No, I requested it off like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Very I, smart. Yeah, I was like, mm. because there's like just going to be a finale. It's going to be pretty big. Yeah, it's just like a buzz that happens after it. You know, you just and it's fun to participate in everybody's joy or anger. So I'm sure yeah. there will be both. Oh, yeah. There's never, never not going to be discourse about any new star wars for sure so all right Ange, any last words before we wrap it up nope i um i'm trying to go in as open-minded as i possibly can yeah no i think we both are i think we're both excited and i i think i think it will, everything will make sense i really do i i i trust this team right i mean i trust Filoni and favreau i trust Rick, I trust them that they know what they're doing. Obviously, they haven't. Honestly, there has not been a moment where I, where they have shown that they don't and haven't earned my trust anyway. You know, they the story they've been telling has been great. They've been telling it the way they want to been telling it, and it's been working for me. So yeah, I I fully expect them to make everything make sense and to move the story along wherever it's going to go now. I lost my faith in them when they named this episode The Spies. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get, you know, an answer. But maybe not. I think that would be the greatest like Oh, like, I'll be so, the greatest oh. troll job of all time. <laughs> and then like, yeah, guys, it was, it was just the title. We we just like the title better than just the spy we just like who should we put in the thumbnail the armorer the armorer should be in the thumbnail i don't know who decides that right no but i get you i know i know i know it's crazy it's crazy all right kids that's it that's the show i hope you guys enjoyed our wrap-up of chapters 22 and 23 of the mandalorian season three get ready kids finale is gonna be hot it's gonna be good we're gonna have probably a lot of thoughts and opinions and then after that we have plans of talking a lot about Ahsoka getting set up for Ahsoka. We're going to have some, some I think, fun topics. I know you, Andrea and I have talked about a whole Thrawn topic that both of us are very excited to talk about because he is our favorite blue man, blue villain in Star Wars. So we'll, we're going to have some fun after. There are, two, there are two blue villains, so you ain't wrong. Right. You know? right. There's Cad Bane and there's Thrawn. Yeah, two of our favorites. When people think that they're related. <laughs> clearly you haven't watched Star Wars and clearly you they don't both know. have red eyes and they're blue there's a big difference kids let's just look at species <laughs> I love it yeah we're super excited 
All right, you guys can follow us at the Galactic. Uh, you can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Cloud on Twitter and Hive, and then you can follow and listen to all of our other episodes on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, the major platforms. Kids, we're there. Go give us a rate and review too. Keep uh, let us know you're enjoying our show. Tweet at us. You know, we'll, we'll tweet back at you, and we'll have some fun for sure. And then you can follow me, Lauren Romo at Knows on Twitter and Hive. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. Not much BTS news going on. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Yes, there is. Jungkook is with some producers, possibly making music for a new album. He was also at Coachella watching Bieber, and I'm super excited for that. And that's been your BTS update, kids, for this week. Yep. As always, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.